often do you prepare for, respond to, and recover from disasters? How often do you consider threats like cybersecurity, wildfires, earthquakes, or mass casualty events? This is Hometown Ready, an all-hazards emergency management podcast brought to you from the Springfield Green County Office of Emergency Management. We aim to educate, entertain, and spark discussions about all things public safety. So settle in and let's discuss how your community can be hometown ready. We're back. On October 17th, 2023, we announced that the Hometown Ready podcast would be taking a break from recording due to construction inside the Public Safety Center. Our construction isn't completely finished, but it is far enough along that we can ease into publishing new episodes. We're kicking off Season 3, Episode 1, with a radio interview our director, Larry Woods, gave in a live appearance on KWTO's Wake Up Springfield on September 7th, 2023. The recording of this interview has been provided to us courtesy of the staff at KWTO 93.3 and AM 560. The Springfield Green County Office of Emergency Management would like to thank Don Luzader and all of the staff at KWTO for highlighting our office during a widely listened to time slot. We hope you find the interview educational and encourage you to tune into KWTO every chance you get. Wake up Springfield with Alex Bryant, Chris Russell, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Welcome back to Wake Up Springfield. I've got a guest in the studio today. Lucky to have Larry Woods. He is the director of the Springfield Green County Emergency Management Office here in town. And well, welcome to Wake Up Springfield, sir. Good morning. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate you uh, just, inviting me over. Just found out a fun fact. My dad was a fire chief uh, in Nixon, Missouri for many, many years. And you also served. I was still in high school when, whenever you were with the Nixon Fire Department or Nixon Fire District, but you served or worked with my dad, Steve Russell, for a few years down at Nixon Fire Department. I did. I actually uh, I was reserved with the Sheriff's Department down there for a while. Mm-hmm. I was uh, uh, worked EMS down there, and at mm-hmm. the time we were stationed out of one you of their were. stations, and, yeah. and so we got to know each other very well. Yep, and I was part of the cadet program during those years. So, yeah, again, not making me feel old whatsoever. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it is what it is. You were probably a pretty young guy back then, too, though. So, all right, so tell us a bit about the Green County Office of Emergency Management, man. Tell us what you guys do for our county. Well, uh, you know, we, we do many things on a daily basis, not just whenever the disasters strike. Uh, you know, we really fi- have five mission areas that we focus on uh, preparedness, prevention, mitigation, response, and recovery. And uh, we're working on on all five of those mission areas on a daily basis, and uh, a, what we do in those five areas is what prepares us, makes us ready to go whenever the whenever the big disasters happen. I think a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of a big when we have a big event in Springfield, uh, you know, a big a festival, a big, something that's going to draw a lot of crowds. You guys are there. You guys are set up on site and ready to handle any emergencies that might come from events like that. Sure, absolutely. Uh, you know, one of our 
one of our main, I guess, talents, if you will, is, is that of uh, collaboration and coordination. So uh, we, in those, those types of events, we bring uh, all the public safety actors together, uh, collaborate with them to, to formulate plans and, and capabilities so that if something unfortunately would go wrong, then we're ready to respond to it. You know, we think about disasters sometimes as tornadoes or major storms, <clears throat> excuse me, ice storms, flooding, those kind of things. But you're talking about festivals. As a guy who's put on big festivals, you also have to have a plan for a mass casualty event. Oh, absolutely. And we rely uh, uh, heavily on our public safety partners, fire, EMS, uh, law enforcement, to be able to uh, uh, respond uh, efficiently and, and rapidly in, in any kind of a mass casualty type situation. So one of the things that with a little bit, a little bit of a background in emergency management, I also worked with the Christian County and emergency management group for a while and, and Phil and those guys. And I know that do some of those meetings when, when something, not necessarily a big like festival, like, <clears throat> excuse me, Route 66 days or something like that. But we know we live in the Ozarks. I mean, at any given moment, Don Luzader could be on the news saying we have a tornado warning, and he's indicated a tornado coming out of Republic heading right towards Springfield. If that were to happen, how does the Office of Emergency Management get involved in taking care of the situation? Sure. So we're constantly working with, with partner organizations, as I, I said, fire, EMS, mm -hmm. law enforcement. Those are the ones everybody thinks about. But uh, the other ones that we work on, uh, work with on a regular basis are our friends over at the National Weather Service. So. Uh, we are constantly, you know, today, you know, you mentioned the, the smoke from Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, National Weather Service is putting that information out. We're, we're then taking that information, disseminating it out to uh, all of our citizens uh, across the county so that they're, they're aware of what's going on. Uh, and so during these special events, uh, we are writing plans. We are uh, constructing scenarios that what, you know, what if this happens? What if a high wind event happens? What if uh, a thunderstorm comes through lightning uh, and making preparedness plans to be able to deal with those contingencies should they happen. So let's just let's just go through the hypothetical. Let's just say that it, it does happen. And I'm, I'm not going to call out any area because I don't want to be the guy that called it out on the radio. Then something happens. But if something happens in this in this area and we have, heaven forbid, a tornado or a Joplin event, right? Something like that. What's the first steps of the Office of Emergency Management? What is your roles in that situation? Well, we've got, uh, we maintain a watch officer program. So we've got two personnel on call 24 seven. We have a watch manager and a watch officer. So the very first thing that's happening is if anything is occurs, either no notice or with notice, mm -hmm. uh, then those folks will immediately begin acting in mm -hmm. some capacity. Uh, if the, uh, incident, um, begins to rapidly evolve, then they're going to bring in more, more staff, more people. Uh, typically they're going to start with our staff internally and then as uh, the, the situation evolves we may end up bringing in additional people to the point where we may activate our community emergency operations center but don't you doesn't your office kind of take incident command of the situation well that's and i think that's what a lot of people think but really emergency management's role is to to collaborate and coordinate okay so we would never be in command of a of an incident okay mm -hmm. that's that's left up to the folks in the field the, the fire the law enforcement the ems folks our job is to support those resources, support those needs uh, during the response. So, um, for instance, an incident commander at a large-scale incident in the field, uh, they are going to have the capability or the capacity to reach out and get the resources they need. So in that case, they call us, they call the Emergency Operations Center, 
personnel there, we start working the problem. We're looking at it at a, at a strategic level, whereas they're looking at it more of a, a tactical level, if you will. Larry, I know Chris wants to talk about uh, warning sirens and how, how they're used, but before we do that, I also want to say that your office is also very great about working with uh, not only the National Weather Service, but also the media. Uh, we have been on uh, many committees over the years and, and different groups that are designed to provide a collaboration between emergency management, the National Weather Service, and media and helping get word out to our citizens before something happens, during something happening, and then the aftermath after it happens. And I know that that's really been a, a really good partnership over the last several years. Absolutely. And, and, and one of the things that, uh, that we've been working with is the integrated warning team approach, which is something that the National Weather Service is really spearheading. Uh, this has been going on for a number of years. And it's really, uh, it's just, as you said, bringing all of these different entities together to collaborate. But more importantly, it's taking a look at our warnings, at our warning processes, and trying to figure out what is the, the best way to, to issue warnings. Okay, and I don't mean, you know, turning on the siren specifically or, or you know, the media uh, uh, announcing it or whatever. It's it's more about how how does the public perceive the warning? Okay. Right. Uh, Do they understand the call to action? Exactly. And and so those are things that for years that we have been collaborating on and trying to figure out what is the best way to issue a warning so that the public will understand it and, and act on it you know, in, in the manner that, that we need them to act. Well, and, and the, the person who was in your role in Lahaina, you know, coming under a lot of scrutiny and eventually stepped down from that role because of what, what a lot of people were saying, failure to run the warning sirens to let people know that there was a mass fire coming. You had some thoughts on that. Well, and I think, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, about the outdoor warning sirens uh, in Hawaii uh, and their uses. Um, we look at warning devices, warning method, methods as tools in our toolbox, okay? Uh, whether that is an outdoor warning siren, whether that is the news media, whether that is uh, NOAA weather radio, um, each one of these devices has a, uh, a specific purpose in, in warning the public about something. Uh, so, in, for instance, sirens. In, in, in our uh, neck of the woods, when you think outdoor warning sirens, what do you think? Tornado. Tornadoes, exactly. Um, when you live on the coast, a, a coast, or on an island surrounded by water, yep. you think tsunami. Tsunami, yeah. Well, when, the, when those sirens go off, people are trained. People are, it's just ingrained in them. That siren goes off, you head uphill. I yeah. mean, because the tsunamis, the wave is coming, right? Right. Well, in our neck of the woods, would we activate a siren for flooding? You know, that, that might confuse the, the issue, you know? Makes sense. Uh, so... If I'm fly fishing at Lake Tanicomo down below the dam and they hit the siren, I know they're raising the water. Get out of the water because they're exactly. going to start running the dam. So, so, yeah. so a lot of times the type of warning device, the type of, of tool in our tool bag has a very specific purpose. Right. I don't know the all the background and the circumstances necessarily that occurred uh, in Lahaina, but I, you know, I, I know that, you know, there, I'm sure there are there's backstories that I'm just not aware of. Hey, if they go to your website, uh, what are they going to find on the Springfield Green County Office of Emergency Management website? Oh, they will find everything from preparedness information to uh, uh, public uh, uh, copies of our planning documents, uh, just all kinds of information available there. Well, Larry, we appreciate you coming in the studio with us today, and, and, and I feel comfortable that 
We know that we're going to be protected in the Green County, Christian County area. I know you guys all work together because, you know, our you never know when something could come across because it has happened right along that Green Christian County line. You Absolutely. know, and it just comes right out and then goes right into Webster County. I mean, you guys all have to work together. So we we're appreciate always, it very much. We're always working with our friends around us. And that website is greencountymode.gov slash OEM, correct? That is it. There very you go. good. Hey, let's talk with Kirk Elmquist and uh, let's talk Kansas City Chiefs next right here on Wake Up Springfield. Tune in next month for a new discussion in the Hometown Ready Studio, your all-hazards emergency management podcast. But before you leave, don't forget to click on that subscribe button and let us know how you liked today's episode. And as always, be aware and take care.